The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It's the 12th already. This is the day your resolutions go to crap. Congratulations. It's all over. Hold strong. Hold oh, boy. It's over. It's over. You already... The 10th is the first day you miss it. The 12th is when you're like, ah. That's screw all right. it. Yeah, screw it. It's screw it day. Uh, my name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's here. This is the morning sickness, and we're ready for more of the things. Yeah, they say that uh, the 10th is the you, – you weren't here that day, but I was seeing a thing in the news. That the 10th is the first day you stumble on average. Uh, the 12th is the day you kind of are like, oh, no, I've missed a couple days. And now it's not part of a lifestyle change. It was just a couple weeks of you – trying not to eat french fries and that's over it's that's, over that's why it's stick to your new year's resolution day that's right that's why today is come on but resolutions don't work you got to change the entire lifestyle you have to just basically say this is my new me this isn't a resolution this isn't the one thing i'm quitting but some people you know it works for some people so you know the one percent of you still out there not eating salt <laughs> ain't gonna last so the people that uh, the people that normally go to the gym, it's safe to go back now because yes. all the uh, New Year's resolution people are done. The idiots have left the gym. <laughs> the, the the giants have stopped walking on the canals and the trails. They're opening up again. And, you can uh, finally get to the squat rack. <laughs> yeah, there are. I I have seen that. Uh, you know, on the trails in the last couple of weeks, and then uh, just walking around, uh, just massive human beings. And I'm like, well, good for you. This is going to be a good nine day uh, attempt, and then the next thing you know. Wendy's will like be in your dreams, and you'll have a couple square burgers. And you'll be right back Baconator. to it. Yeah, oh, the Baconator—that's just not fair. <laughs> if you're trying a New Year's resolution versus a Baconator, forget it. The no, Baconator is going to win every time. It's just not—it's just not fair. Uh, but good luck. Today's the day that most of you will quit that. And you know what? Either you're a quitter or not. You judge yourself at that point. It's not mine. It's not my lifestyle to judge you. That's it. I've already bailed out on mine, which was you know trying to give the phone a break every night. But there's too many funny things happening, so you got to you got to text back and forth, and then too many people asking medical questions and friends who are sick. The phone is it's just over. You can't help it. I got, I try to put it down now for at least an hour a night, maybe two. I charge it in another room, 
and just you know go away. Let it go. Just try to go away. And that's not a New Year's resolution. That's just a John's tired of being in constant contact. That's a personal selfishness. That's like I just want to not have to deal with the ding or looking at it and seeing the little red dot with seven in it. The other day, I put the phone down for three hours. Thirty-six messages. Jeez. Not a one of them had any meaning. They were all like memes. and They were hilarious. I felt like I missed a ton of stuff. They were still funny when I opened them. But I have held true to my new way of life, which is not typing back ha-ha anymore. I'm done with that. <laughs> there's but, some of them I can't help. I got to yeah, yeah, there's, there's some, some that are just ridiculous. so funny that you're like, God, I let everybody know that I really enjoyed this. Because it's almost like saying, send me more of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there was one the other – well, we saw the one with the, the kid with the breathing tube blowing out his, his candles, <laughs> and I saw it on Brett's uh, computer, and then I got it two more times that day. Oh, it was just fantastic. It was like a little dying kid, and they took out his breathing tube to blow out his birthday candles. I'm like, oh, this story has so many layers. It's, it's just everything I love for funny. Uh, but, you know, and then there's the other stuff where your political friends are screaming about COVID or, the, you know, Biden's – Finding these documents at his house, and then my Trump doesn't friends, surprise anybody. Oh, then my Trump friends all text over that they're screaming. And, See, we're going to get him on this Hunter thing finally, and they can't get Trump. And if, they, if this was Trump, and I'm like, ah, oh, why are you? But why? Why me? Why me? I'm watching Puss in Boots here, man. I'm enjoying Puss in Boots. I don't want to deal with Trump versus Biden anymore. That's that's long over in my brain. I don't like either of them. Would you listen to me and just stop liking either of them? Can't you see they're the same side, uh, to, you know, of, a, of the coin? They're, they're, they're even. They're the same guy. They're, nobody's different. None of them are in it for you. Just the sooner that blows through your own mind that this is all on you. You have to do things for yourself every day and not worry about what they do. You'll be happier. Hate unites us all. If, you both, <laughs> if we all hated both sides equally, we could unite. We can't unite over one common goal outside of just agreeing that everyone that we try to like sucks. Biden sucks. Trump sucks. The faster we all realize that, the better society will be. We'll all be like, this is great. We're all friends. And they suck. Instead of telling each other we suck. Everybody's telling each other they suck. But, you know, in the past uh, six or seven years, maybe a little longer than that, O.J. Simpson and Jeffrey Dahmer have won Golden Globes. And I find it fantastic that that's what we now use. <laughs> the... the, the OJ won it, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. If it That's wasn't, right. If it wasn't for OJ killing and slaughtering and running and making a big uh, mess back in 1994, Cuba Gooding Jr. wouldn't have had an, an Emmy and a Golden Globe for playing OJ Simpson. So in a way, when he did his thank yous, some of it should have been thanks for OJ for going off the rails and knocking those people loose. Well, Evan, uh, what's his name, Peters, won a Golden Globe the other night for playing Dahmer on the Netflix special. And he didn't say anything about the victims. Well, the families of the victims are through their, their – their, they've lost it. And I don't know why you're watching the Golden Globes when Dahmer's nominated and your family was killed by Dahmer. You'd think you'd turn a blind eye to that, but – I just hope he doesn't win. Oh, right, you, he won. Right, you had rooting interest that Bob Odenkirk was going to pull this off or somebody. I don't know. It can't be that – and the winner, the Golden Globe, goes to Evan Peters for Dahmer. Oh, that son of a bitch. Well, he better say he appreciates my – brother for getting murdered by that guy or else i'm gonna be really mad he's an actor who took a job and he did a great job it's not his fault Dahmer killed your kids stop watching stuff about Dahmer. i can't help it i can't believe the reels channel you know every time somebody does a documentary and comes and knocks on your door and says we want to pay tribute to the victims and 
we want to talk to you. We think it's wrong what Netflix did. Then they knock on the doors of the victims' families, and then they interview them, and then make a documentary about that. They make money, too. But they honored us. It's like everything is money. That Evan, if anybody deserved an award for what he did, I believed he might have been Dahmer for a little while. That was it's that Netflix series. That dude is amazing in it. And then, and I think that's why the victims got so upset is because he was so good that they made it feel like, well, can they make a movie about my son being murdered by him? Your son wasn't the interesting one. We're all fascinated by the murderer. He's the better one. Yeah, they lost their minds, and they're slamming the Golden Globes, saying that they were wrong to even nominate him and wrong to give him the award. Well, Because he did a great job? Because he did an amazing job. OJ and uh, and Dahmer now responsible for uh, Golden Globes. Now, they won't ever receive Golden Globes, but their actions made some great entertainment. That people versus the Kardashians or OJ Simpson thing, and they had the Kardashians on there as the, you know, Everybody loved it. We we all that was a great series. Even David Schwimmer, who I could only watch walk into walls or off of cliffs, and that would be the only way I could be entertained by him. Uh, he was great because he was the Mamby Pamby Robert Kardashian in it, and it was awesome. And it was amazing. Did you mention uh, Gerard Carmichael's comments? That was he the host? Yeah. He uh, evidently a couple fell flat. That now it's coming back no, on him. The nobody has a sense. Won. Nobody has a sense of humor anymore. He said. Welcome to the Beverly Hilton, yeah. uh, the hotel that wh- that killed Whitney Houston. And Whitney Houston, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's a great joke, and it's time. It went, Not, her family did. Her family didn't, because shut your mouth. Of course right? they didn't. There's a few times that you're gonna when your celebrity daughter, sister, whatever, uh, you know, dies a, a goofy death or a weird one, and it's in a very public location. That location is now known for that. You you just have to eat that. It's your day in the barrel. Not all of us are as sensitive as you about Whitney's passing. And but then he joked about uh, Tom Cruise and Scientology. Yeah. I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do. We did that. Yeah, with that that we talked about yesterday. Brady doesn't remember he's on drugs. Yeah, but yeah, but the, he made that joke, and we uh, we talked about it yesterday. But yeah, Scientology is not something you really want to start smacking over the head. But Scientology, you know, they're second in charge. Tom Cruise bailed out on the Golden Globe, so it's a fair. everybody needs to pull the stick out of their ass. In Hollywood, you're not that important. Uh, if you die in the Beverly Hilton drowning in a bathtub full of heroin, you're going to be a punchline within a decade. That's happening. It's just it's the way we deal with things. It's got to be tough to be a comedian nowadays. Oh, it's got to be. You got to walk the razor's ledge. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I like the razor's ledge. Yeah, better. I know. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> the uh, the thing about being a comedian now, though, is is that it gets you. Like Gerard Carmichael is now going to be in demand. Because all of us, as normal people, who are just sick and tired of you know how uptight comedy and entertainment and all this stuff, like you can't watch an award show without being preached to or being told that when you laughed at that, you were wrong. So comedians like him are like, oh, this is the type of guy I like. Like he's the one who's going to kick them in the nuts every once in a while and not care. Ricky Gervais hosted that show for five years and just took huge dumps on every single person in the crowd. And you know why it worked? We love it. We as an audience are sitting back going, get them. We're sick and tired of these self-righteous pricks, you know, telling us how our lives stink or what, what is funny and what's not funny. And screw you. You think farts are funny? 
fart on each other. I don't particularly find them hysterical, but if you think they're funny, then good on you. you Not find when they're delivered joke. like that, you no. jackass. No, now puns. <laughs> yes, he puns. Well, you hit a sore spot there. Yeah, I know. He, he loves the farts are funny thing. <laughs> Gotta have a better strike than that. <laughs> Sitting there thinking that's the way to do it. Yeah. How dare you. If you've got uh, dad jokes and you're talking to a bunch of 12-year-olds, uh, good for you, pedophile weirdo at the bus stop. You like dad jokes. That's good. Don't tell them to adults. Know your audience. You know, you like racist jokes? Don't go do it at the NAACP meetings. You do it amongst your people that are going to make, you know, you're going to laugh. But Gerard Carmichael went up there and made jokes, kicking these people in the nuts. And, you know, the the slight, small, two or three people that didn't like him somehow have access to the Internet's uh, TMZ portal. And they make it seem like we should all be mad. I'm not mad at the Whitney Houston jokes. Brady's still got the worst one in the history of Whitney Houston jokes during the Secret Square when he... Brady even doesn't like talking about it. You can see it in your eyes right now. Don't bring that up. Brady's, Brady's, are you going to do it now? Are you taking a sip to do your impression? No. <laughs> Brady saying uh, he gargled out, uh, the children are our future. That was his impression. I always loved Or whatever it was, yeah. whatever the song yeah. was, you gargled it because you were underwater. That was your secret square. We need that clip. It was still the best thing that uh, maybe Brady's ever done. And then afterwards, uh, no, no, wait oh yeah, Brady, you haven't done a lot of great things. This is a good one. <laughs> it's not a big bag. I'm reaching in there. This was one of the. I mean, this was the to Brett. I'm sure. Oh, I was dying. Yeah, it's the pinnacle of your existence. So, and then at the end, he. I don't know if we should rerun that on Monday. Why? <laughs> yeah. No, we're rerunning it. Not only that, we're going to rerun it in the best ofs. We're going to rerun it as a clip. It's uh, <laughs> phenomenal. So yeah, when celebrities die, you give it a break, a little, a little break, especially when they die in a weird way, and you, you know, it comes up later. John Denver's plane crash was a joke for a while. Uh, Paul Walker is all over the internet. You know, every time I see a, a you know, t- still terrible jokes about Paul Walker come up on my emails. Great jokes. You don't send it to Paul Walker's family no. or the Walker reunions, but. When you die, interestingly, it becomes something that we toy with because it scares us to death. We get nervous about stuff like that, so we laugh at it. But, you know, Whitney Houston's family, yeah, of course you're going to be sensitive about a Whitney Houston joke. you got to live with that. Sorry. We're not making them like crazy, but Gerard Carmichael wasn't wrong. And it wasn't even a joke at her expense. It was the hotel. Pointing it out. The hotel where, you know, that killed Whitney Houston. It was. It was just a fact. Uncomfortable fact. And Hollywood does that, too. They've got that bus that'll drive you around from location to location to show you where celebrities died. Well, TMZ does that. They, they TMZ have their own has business. their own yeah. bus doing yeah. it. Yeah, Chateau Marmont is like a huge one. Belushi. Yeah. Belushi died there. I think, uh, was it Jimi Hendrix was something near there? I don't remember who else. Yeah. There's been a few of them in the Marmont. And then, uh, you know, they'll drive you right past the Beverly Hilton and tell you right up there, four floors up, two windows over. You go by, uh, what's his name, John Holmes on Wonderland's house. You go to the OJ house. That thing drives all over Los Angeles for like three hours. I was on it way before the Whitney died, but I was on that bus because I had nothing to do one day living there, and it was awesome. It was an incredible day, and that's what sparked me to go to the cemeteries and look for graves, which was just a, the best Easter of my life. You run around looking for celebrity graves, and I found Ted Knight which was awesome, and I stared right at the tombstone, which is in the ground. It's a nameplate. Yeah. 
And it's that's not his real name. Right. It's like some kind of Russian-looking name. And then underneath in parentheses said Ted Knight and had the, the drama masks. And I uh, all I did, I stood over it and went, sit down, Danny. You can't help it. You <laughs> Spalding. <have> to- <laughs> Spalding. It's easy to grin. <laughs> when you're all alone. At the at the cemetery that Ted Knight's in, and you're it's huge, beautiful park. It's easy to grin when your ship has come in. Like, what's that guy doing? <laughs> I found Ted Knight. I found Casey Stengel. I found Walt Disney. There's loads of them. It was right after uh, I think uh, Elizabeth Taylor had passed away when I did the tour, my own little tour, and she was in there, Forest Lawn. I went to both of them. There's two, and they're the most beautiful parks I've ever been in in my life. It just happens to be a bunch of dead bodies laying in it. Great place. But yeah, we deal with it that way. So, and congratulations to Evan Peters because if you get a go, if you get an award and you piss off the family of the like, if they're pissed off about that and not pissed off that Dahmer existed in the first place, you know, they should be mad at Richard Jenkins for playing the father of Dahmer because if it wasn't for that guy, there would have been no Dahmer. He goes all the way back, just chase the heritage. It's a, he did a great job. That uh, it's it's disturbing, and you do feel bad for the victims. But you know what? It's a story that still haven't watched it. You haven't? Yeah. No. You, it is. It, there's nothing about it that's going to make you feel like what a great night I'm having. It's very dark. It's like the Joker, kind of like you'll watch it once and it's like that's it. I'm out. I, I said I don't need to watch I, it. When I watched it, I said that the Joker to me was like I need to see this one time, and it's great, and I never want to see it again. Even though I've watched it a couple times on Christmas just to kind of get the Christmas vibe changed. <laughs> But Dahmer is Dahmer is the Joker vibe, and then you realize this actually happened. Yeah. Like the Joker is made up. Dahmer isn't. Dahmer's the Joker if it was real. Yeah, the cover of Rolling Stone with Whitney on it, and somebody put two <laughs> Coke lines on that. I've seen that one. Good stuff. Yeah, just things that scare us. We have to make jokes about it. My friend who just had a stroke and is sitting in the house, we make goofs on it now. Tripp sent out an email yesterday and accidentally forgot the email. And then sent another one out that said, whoops, email coming. And I went right to him and I said, what, is my buddy Colin working your emails today? What's going on over here? You got a bunch of blanks sent now. He starts laughing and it's like, oh, too soon. He doesn't even know him. And it is, but it's the way we cope. Especially when we don't understand. You see that dude playing pickleball? He's 35-year-old guy playing pickleball no. with his friends. He was in some pickleball thing. He's been playing a lot. Moved his head too fast. Ripped his artery in half, snapped it, <laughs> and it just drops. He oh. goes out, and it's like that that kind of stuff scares the hell out. With that, that's how fragile all this stuff is. If we don't laugh, we're going to be worried constantly about dying. All the dude did was turn his head too quick, and something happened in his neck and sliced up his main artery. And out he went. He had three strokes. They got him to the hospital, and he's like, "Luckily, I got treatment quick enough." But so he lived. Yeah, he lived. But who wants to live knowing that? That if you move your head too quick, you can open up an artery. You never know. It's all fragile. So laugh at Whitney Houston. Laugh at Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what? Be grateful you didn't get killed by Jeffrey Dahmer. And to the 13 to 20 people that did, sorry about that. That's a pretty low percentage. We're, we're dealing in pretty good numbers there. That Most of us can have a good time with the Dahmer special. Highly recommend if you were friends with one of the victims or family, you just avoid it. Anything Dahmer. I wouldn't even buy a Chrysler because it's Daimler Chrysler. That's too close. Not doing it. Stay away. And pickleball is fun, but if it can split your arteries. The guy was only 35, too, which means he was in one of those competitive pickleball things. Number one injury right now in sports. Pickleball? Because everyone and their brother's trying it, and they're not 
Right. Nobody's in shape. Prepared. And, and they think it's not – It's look, there's probably a bunch of pulled hamstrings and stop, go, rolled ankles and, and things like that. And then you like have that. the weird ones like the neck turning. We had our buddy Billy Thrall yeah. lose his balance, hit his head. It's permanent. It, yeah. He's got a head damage forever. We're fragile. We need to laugh at everything. Everything is on the table for laughs. Everything. Because you never know the day that, you know, a rock's go- Yesterday in California, a guy sitting on the side of the road got out to pee or something, and a boulder fell off the mountain and smashed his car, and he's standing oh. next to it. Uh, it is a big boulder, too. It crushed the car completely down to nothing. And he's like, like a second and a half ago, I was in the car. Oh, freaky. <laughs> go to Vegas yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. Run. Well, you can't drive. <laughs> well, you got to <laughs> hitchhike to Vegas immediately. And you're like, yeah, well, that's how quick it can happen. You never know. So I'm not saying everybody's going to die. I'm just saying it's fragile. Yeah, it's not even bad about that. Not even the everybody's going to die thing. You might just uh, end up having a, you know, your leg just chopped off like that dude that fell off that rock climbing wall at the park and his leg just fell in half. And there was bones everywhere. You just never go for it, man. Just be. <laughs> Don't go stupid. Just, you know, everybody pull their sticks out of their ass on what's funny and what's not funny. Who cares? The Whitney Houston joke was funny. Still to this day. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it, Brady's well, was funnier. Brady's but. was even better. Yeah. I, yeah, Brady pulled that out. We didn't know he was going to do it, and he gargled out uh, Whitney Houston's song. Because, you know, the bathroom thing. And Brady had no sensitivity to that whatsoever. And we all went, oh, shock, horror. And then later, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. Uh... No, you just don't want to be associated with it. You're feeling guilty. Sissy Houston called me. Yeah, and this goes on forever. So bad. What if the Houstons hear it? Well, <laughs> then you gave them an insight into something they've never heard before. Good for you. I, for one, am proud of O.J. Simpson and Jeffrey Dahmer's actor portrayals winning awards. They're the most interesting stories. Glad the guy from uh, Blackbird got one, too. Yeah, he Hauser. He was great. Yeah. yeah. That's a real story, too. Yeah, I know. Nobody That's in, right. Nobody in those families are screaming and yelling that... Uh, what's his name? Hauser won an award for playing that big fat freak in Blackbird because it wasn't as popular as Dahmer. But that dude was a real killer. He modeled his entire like he studied him. We're f- number one thing in podcasting: true crime murders. Number there's a Dateline TV show. There's an entire network dedicated to women murdering their husbands. We love this stuff. We love it. There's a reason why we hate the news, but every time it comes on and somebody's been murdered in a house that we've been close to, we all lose our mind. It's so foreign to our brains that it could happen, but it could happen. It's crazy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then the other thing I watched last night, a guy 76 years old gets a call in November from some lady, and uh, it's his daughter, and he didn't know she was even a thing. He didn't even know it was a possibility at all. It would be like if Toledo just got his dad and said, uh, hi, I'm your son, and the guy and Toledo's dad wasn't uh, aware of him and 
you know, hiding behind rocks and ducking him like he has been for the last. <laughs> the lady's 53 and he's 76 and he gets a call in November and, uh, and thought it was a scam. It's like this lady saying, you're my dad. He's like, yeah, yeah, right. Like any man. And that's when I realized even at age 76, you're like, ignore that. <laughs> even she's going to be in her 40s or 50s for sure. Not, not dealing with this one. No way. That's just bad news. Do I owe back pay? That's the first thing a guy would think, too. I think if statute of limitations is passed on that one. You yeah, should be good. Is it? I don't know. I You'd mean, I think that, well, in my brain, Toledo. even right now, if somebody texts and they were in their 20s or tw- late 20s, like, you're my dad, I'd be like, all right, what do you want? Like, my, I'm not excited to meet you. I don't have any bond with you at all. I'm like, what, what's, why are you looking for me? Do you need health history? What? That's all there is to this. I'd be scared to death that they're after cash. Well, we knew somebody that did that. Didn't want anything to do with the kid and just paid on it. Never met him. Yeah. Genius. And that's coming back to haunt him Mm -hmm. someday. He was just like, I just paid it and never, and don't bring me up or anything. That kid's going to look for it. We have a guy in the building right now who uh, uh, was adopted and uh, he's, he made one call. He had no idea who his family was. He kind of had a couple of clues, but nothing major. Made one call over the last uh, couple weeks. And a cousin spilled the beans on the whole story, like knew it all. Got, he's got mom's name now. He's got all this stuff and he's everything. And it's just blowing his mind that there it is. And he said, and, you know, calling them, eh, they're all thinking I'm after cash. And the first thing he has to say is, hi, I think we might be related. I have a job. I have my own money. I'm not interested in anything else. I just want to know the story. That's it. And they're all like really reluctant to go, I'm not too comfortable telling you this. And this and it's legit. Like they all know it's real. So he's going through. Everybody does that. My uh, my uh, ex wife's stepmom was adopted, and she went to go find her natural parents. And the mom was looking for her at the same time. And they kind of banged into each other. First thing they were worried. The first thing they worried about was, and this wasn't love or anything else. Uh, Who my, wants whose money? No, one of them was rich, and one of them wasn't. Yeah, and immediately, it, like red flags went. Woof, woof. The rich people got guarded. Suddenly, the search for love and truth was like, all right, everybody, guard the bank account. And they were not very kind to this lady until they realized she was pretty much okay. And, Don't need and it. Not gonna, well, she needed it for sure, and they helped her out, I guess. But the, it wasn't. she wasn't there to beg for much. She had, uh, you know, she was, she was getting by. She was true in her reasoning. Then it worked out. It was legitimate. Well, it did, except for right after. It's like, all right, let's cut ties before she starts trying to get in on this. And they did. They got the answers they needed. They went to a few lunches. And the next thing you know, Megan's mom met her real family. And they were worried. And she's coming for cash. Like That's the first thing I'd think if somebody popped up, said, hey, I'm your daughter. Well, all right. First up, A, like that old man thought, scam. Yeah. B, what's they, in it for can you? Can they get cash? Sure. You can start playing with that. Look, they've sued people for donating their sperm at sperm banks and gotten some cash. I don't understand yeah, that. I don't right. either. Like a dude who dropped off at a sperm bank and then they... That was in Europe. Okay. It still happened. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The people with, they, won't, they shut it down here. Where the, the money goes... Chance. You don't know that. They haven't shut anything down here. Where there's, They'll loophole right through that. That one guy who had like 300 kids... Yeah, they got him for a couple of things, like he's got a he's O's because he's he's just spraying it all over the place. But yeah, yeah, of course they can come back and go, you owe me, especially if you've got money, and the person that shows up is like you abandoned me. Like if Toledo's dad finally went into that gold mine and struck gold, 
You know, if I was Toledo, it would be the first thing I'd do. I'd start thinking, you know what? I want a couple of bucks from that shirt. You probably have to think that in the back of your head every once in a while. So I'm like that person where I, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. I just wanted medical history. Yeah. But if the first sign I got from that family was he's worried about our money, I'm going for their money. Thank you. See, exactly. <laughs> this is screw this is, I totally their, agree if that's with that. Their first thought, then then fine. I totally we're going agree for with it. that. Yeah, we're we're gonna come get it because you yeah. feel a little entitled to it. Absolutely. You got screwed in the deal. Yeah. So this guy's gonna guard his money after he's abandoned you and his responsibilities. You're absolutely right to think that, and he's absolutely right to think he's after my money. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's if he was open to even I don't care if we meet or anything like that just giving me the medical history or whatever because yeah. I've met the other family the rest yeah. of the family yeah so mm. but if he starts guarding what do you what are you here for yeah well I'm here now for I'm your here money. for your money <laughs> I want your chunks of gold yep. old man yeah I love it I love that Toledo's that open about it that's beautiful I think everybody would be Brady pretty that soon open. if he's not careful your dad's going to be hearing from lunch lady daughters. <laughs> And they're going to come rolling yeah. in for your inheritance. And guess what you're going to be guarded about? Yeah, let's try to steal my old man's cash. A bunch of the Cubans are going to show up, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, the, the Cuban Some revolutionary guys. Some little brown Brady people are going to come by. Hola, senor. That is my papa. <laughs> I don't think you're related. See, see, see. Spread the love. We are family. You wouldn't hand them any of his money. If he didn't want to give it to him, you should I wouldn't have either. a choice. Yeah, you would. You get lawyers and you fight back. Keep it out of their hands. Hand, you might as well hand money. No, you give it to your side. That's how. That's why people think it's principle. They'll pay a lawyer not to pay some deadbeat for. Because guess what? Deadbeats are like uh, you know putting a saucer of milk out for a stray cat. You give a deadbeat some cash and go. That's easier than paying lawyers. Guess what they know? Oh, I see. He's a victim. We're getting him, and then he come back for more. You pay the lawyers to keep it on a. You put end end goals on that thing. I like that Toledo. Has that in his head. Now I wish that Toledo's deadbeat old man would strike gold and Rich finds out about it on Facebook. He's up in Montana trying to get some of that gold. Cough it up, old man. It would be great. Yeah, but it's, you know, that would be my first thing. But 76 years old and he's like, I got this daughter banging down my door now. He had to tell his friends. I don't know what to do. She can't get any money. You know he said that. On the news, it's all flowers and roses and they're going to spend holidays together and everything else. But it's been since November that the story's clear. So you know back in November when A said it was a scam and B had to be talking to his friends like we are. This girl says, I'm her dad. She can't get any cash from me. She's in her 50s now. I don't have to pay back pay for child support, do I? I don't know. I'd find out. This seems fishy. Nobody thinks that's legit. Brady, if you had a baby show up, 35-year-old kid standing Well, then I'm going to do the right thing, and (laughs) we're going to get married. You would absolutely, you'd marry his mother. (laughs) Yes. You knocked her up years ago, didn't know about the baby in 35 years. I'm going to have to do what's right. We're a family now. Did they say, did he know, or did he just skip out? He had no idea. Oh, okay. So he knocked some broad up. He hosed, evidently this lady's mom took one and just let it soak, and, you know, like Paul Mollif. Wow. Her ovaries were soaking so in it. soaking in it. Yeah. And, uh, and the dude's like, well, that ought to do. And he leaves. I don't know if ghosting was a thing back then, but they did it to each other. She goes off, has the baby. My guess is she probably had a boyfriend or she was, she was with two at once and had convinced the other guy. No, it's yours. So this she's a whore. Way before DNA testing. Yeah. You know how many guys have raised babies that aren't theirs? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, the, the royal family, for crying out loud. Prince oh, yeah. Charles did it. 
But it's the it's the whole thing. And before DNA testing, that's a thing. Big deal. You did a nice thing. But my guess is she probably was like, oh. And then 53 years later, this girl's like, I don't have any of the traits my dad had. What's going on? And then she finds out through a DNA test, 23andMe. He's on. I didn't know they did that on those 23andMe's. They'll tell you other people who have done it that you match with. They'll give you a list of names. It's like Schindler for crying yeah, out loud. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't want to know that wow. either. Because the worst thing in the world that could happen is on that list is two or three girls you've hosed. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they don't give you the names. But, yeah, that's how I met my, my aunt. Oh, it is? Her cousin. So it says it, it sends you an email says you you've matched with new relatives, and then you log in and you see what percentage relative you are, yeah. and basically anything over five percent, they're direct family. They're right on. Yeah. Or cousins at least, yep. right? And yeah. So she actually reached out to me. But how did she find you? On twenty three me. That's what I'm saying. If they don't give you names, because that's so the guy downstairs is doing the this. premium one you pay. I guess oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. so, yeah. so what it does is it sends a blind email. Oh, okay. And so it says you've you've matched. This person gotcha. wants to connect. Do right. you do you feel okay connecting? And uh, I was like, okay, yeah. So okay. You do that, and then you get. I think the first time you connect, you get like a first name or something like that, and then and then as it you goes go further, as you go. Then you right. then you can learn more about them. Fascinating. Yeah. But it doesn't give you like a list of names. It just gives you. This is what something. it said for me was um, this is a possible um, aunt, and it kind of gives you the tree where they're yeah. at on your tree. Yeah. And then a distant cousin was my my cousin Lynn, who's my aunt's cousin, wow. was the one who reached out and to that's me. that's the one who got you. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awful if you did your 23 and Me, and on the list is Medea at like 41%? Oh, oh man. <laughs> She's your half-sister. <laughs> you guys would be a wow. great Pornhub feature because oh, that step-sister yeah. thing's a big deal, but... Big money awaits. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she gets stuck in ovens a lot, but we can roll camera and make you guys a whole show. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I want to know either. I think that would keep me from doing it. I don't want to know. I'm pretty secure in, based on noses, who my family is. I know for sure I'm my dad's kid. Like, I look at my dad and I'm like, Jesus, there isn't anybody else on the planet who could hand this nose over to me and my sister. So if Chaco Taco Girl came out of the woodwork? Oh, man. And she had a baby? <laughs> yeah. She's popped up a couple of times. Okay. Not for me, but just in, like, you know, through people I've known. Okay. And that's run through my mind. Like, was there a kid somewhere in there? But, uh-uh. Wait till they... Well, she, took, the she, door. Look, she went swimming in a lot of milk, so I'm thinking... <laughs> that was, yeah. I'm thinking, I would immediately be like, it's not necessarily mine. There's like nine other suitors. That we, you know, do that Brady's gargling Whitney Houston thing. That's how that girl sang every song. <laughs> she was always gargling. Yeah. If she popped up, I would be like skeptical and assume it's cash. I'm really not worried about any of it. I don't think anything can. By now, it. yeah. Yeah. But that's what that 76 year old man said in his 40s and 50s, too. Ah, I got no kids. Yeah, but he's got a 20 year jump on you. But 76, he one knocks on his door. On his way out. That's me. But, yeah. My dad's 70. He'll be 74, I think, this year. No kidding. Yeah. So he's right there. He was yeah. just a kid when he had you. Oh, yeah. My mom was yeah. uh, 17 when she got oh, knocked man. out. And he ran away. He was, again, she gave yeah. him the ultimatum. Yeah, you got to go. And he took option yeah. B. <laughs> <laughs> Which most, you know, 17-year-old farm gone, boys would do. I haven't gone through that in my 20s. I told my mom that, too. I go, you know. I'm running. She yeah. had to. She had to find me and try and put a paternity test. You had that case. It wasn't on. yours though. It wasn't mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, Toledo milked abroad, and she came after him. Oh, no kidding? <laughs> yeah, she was a gargler, too. <laughs> and it's easy when they're garglers. Yeah, yeah. When the garglers come a-call and go, I think you're my baby's dad. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right. Well, uh, yeah. What number yeah. am I on the list? I've seen lineups for, like, purse snatchers that are going to be smaller yep. than this. Put us all up against a wall and pick it one. It was a Christmas party. That's why Maury has such a great show. <laughs> We've tested you 17 times. We still haven't found the father. This is a one, Maury. Like, all right, 18 dudes. Look at him. He yeah. looks just like the baby. Yeah, you're raising. I've never once thought the baby looked like the guy on stage because babies look like babies. He got your eyes. He has eyes. So I guess if that's what you're going, that's the criteria. He got your eyes. It's clearly your baby. He got your nose and your face. Like he's got yeah. a nose, a face, just like this guy. And he don't have a job like yeah. you. <laughs> and it's unemployable. If it's mine, I will take care of it. If yeah. I threw up, it is not your child. I told yeah. you. Yeah, no, they get so excited when it's not theirs. That, ladies, that's a man's real feelings. Oh, it is uh, about if childbirth. I put a picture of Alex up at three months old right now, oh. and along with like five others. You might have a, unless you'd seen the picture already, you I might have a hard time. I swear to you, for a year and a half, I thought your kid had SIDS and you just didn't admit it. He never was <laughs> awake. Wrong. Oh, really? Oh, and he was just a sack of nothing. I'd bring him to the studio and, and in his car seat, I'd, he would hold open that studio door, remember? Cause it was- <laughs> yeah, we just used him as a paperweight. Doorstop. Door door it's called that, him Doorstop Page. He was in that baby Bjorn, and I remember standing next to Toledo just kind of hitting his hand, and his head's all rolled back, and his arms are hanging out. I'm like, that kid's dead. <laughs> There's nothing about him that's alive. I think Toledo killed him, and he's just going to keep him around until we don't notice. And then he, like, became a kid out of nowhere. I've never seen a kid sleep more than that. I thought he was an narcoleptic at the very least. <laughs> he's still a little bit <laughs> He sleeps a lot. He's a teenage boy. They sleep a lot. Anyway, you bang on anybody's door and say, unless unless it's Brady, evidently. He's, I don't want to pay lawyers. How much do I owe you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Worked out for my Uncle Bus. He just, well, yeah. Didn't he hit the jackpot? No, she, uh, you know, came oh, in initially that's right. and said, the other way. yeah, I'm not looking for money. I just want to make right. sure. But Uncle Bus You're has the guy. I'm, I'm sure she got some stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure Uncle Bus's first thought was, are we being scammed? His first thought wasn't, this oh, is yeah. great. A new family member? Nobody thinks that. No, You yeah. could be the Especially nicest nowadays, person. With all these scams absolute. going on. You could be the sweetest man on the planet. You could be the nicest man alive. Somebody knocks on their door and you've got tons of money like your uncle does. And says, uh, "Hey, I'm your daughter." Uh, nope, We're, and that's why they have tests. Otherwise, you could just knock on the door and go, "I'm your daughter," and he'd be like, "Great." That's why you have to. I don't buy it. We're going to the doctor. You're going to get some blood work done. You try to prove it, and that's just more proof that you're protecting your assets. She was a great maid, your mom. <laughs> it was a side uh, hustle, wasn't it? He knocked cleaning some, lady. Hey, knocked some lady stiff, and then she comes. How, how old was she? She was in her thirties. When she banged on the door? Maybe even uh, early 40s. Oh, wow. My Brady's family just railed everybody in Ohio. Just started humping and hammering. Man. And she came back. And I don't even trust them. We're like, I'm not after any money. If I've got the money your uncle had, and she's banging on the door saying, I don't want money, that's proof she wants money to me. I'm putting up all sorts of safeguards. But, you know, what are you going to do? 76 years old, so it can happen. All the way until your deathbed that some lady comes rolling up saying, I'm your kid. And skepticism wins every time. So good luck out there. That's what I'm saying. Everybody have fun. You get pull the stick out because you never know when some lady's going to show up and be your daughter starting today. And starting now. <laughs> Brutal. And the other thing that you don't think about is the dude that raised her 
is probably pretty pissed off now. Well, you know you could have kicked in. If he didn't know. Yeah, if he didn't know, and now he's like, I got I got dealt this this hand. That's not my daughter. I bet you'd feel duped or fooled the entire go. And then uh this dude shows up and goes, Well, at least he's not after money, and I'm like, screw it. Like he's now you got this guy in your life if he's still alive. That's a, another first question. You're not here for money. Is there is your the guy who thinks he's your dad, is he still alive? Yeah. Oh God. He's gonna be showing up. Yeah, kids, even when they're not yours, and then they become yours. I don't want them. Kids suck. Do you have anybody in your past that you're like, maybe that could come back? No, like I don't a think like so. a, a couple time hose in the middle of a weekend, and then you never saw her again. I don't think so. I don't have any of I was usually pretty pretty safe with that. Keeping the one timers away. Yeah, that does the best part about being ugly. Like not not being able to get laid for a good portion of my. Well, for my entire life, uh, that's a good thing. Because then they can't come crawling back and screaming that you knocked them up. Yeesh. Fear. Uh, Brian Adams' girl, the only one that possibly? <laughs> is she on again? Uh, well, no, she, don't do it. Well, yeah, no, I mean. She's, no, Brian Adams' girl is, no, that's the same as Choco Taco Girl. That's her. <laughs> Choco Taco and Brian Adams' girl are the same girl. <laughs> you know, anybody who blow you over a Choco Taco is potentially going to have a baby that shows up in your yeah. life. So, yeah. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> oh no, she brought the boom box. She's, she, this is definitely her mother. Oh, see how he reacts to the song. Who's in the car? Is that your mom playing the Brian Adams? God damn it, get off my porch. My problem would be if she looked like her mom, I'd look at that people and go, smoke show at the door? What's going on here? What if that kid, or an adult now, knocks on the door with that five meat? The notebook. notebook and has it. Yeah. Oh, the journal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your daughter, and I read about all the things you wanted to do to my mom's poos. <laughs> oh, no. Give me that. That would be She's worth paying off oh, for. Here you go. Completely. How much you want? I'd go Brady's route there. Let's come on in. Which I'm going to write you a check. You didn't photocopy any of this stuff, did you, you butthole? <laughs> You're grounded for stealing. <laughs> oh, God. Give him this. He'll know it's you. Oh, Jesus. What's this first poem called? Sweet box. What was? What's wrong with me? That sweet sweet oh, box. Could you <laughs> I do. I remember a poem I wrote called "The Sweet Box," and I wow. thought it, I thought it was you know. You remember any lines from it? Oh God, no! Damn. I'm sure it's all repulsive. It wasn't graphic. I made sure while I wrote that these weren't going to be graphic, gross, no sensual. It was because uh, I had you know I'd seen that old. English poets and European poets used to write a lot about their ladies' bits, and they did it flowery, so you weren't sure. It was metaphor. And so I metaphor, but then the title, The Sweet Box, because I thought I was the only one in the world who called it The Box, because my uncle taught me that. I don't know if she can wrestle, but I'd love to see your box. And I started <laughs> laughing for hours, and I'm like, that's great. I'm going to call it a box, too. Root of Desire. That was another, another one. Another title. That was another title. I don't remember. That was about my wang doing damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Whoever's got that goddamn notebook, I hope they died in a fire. Oh, if I remember them, I will because they were all they were all thinly veiled genital tributes. Yeah, uh, yeah. The sword of pleasure. There was one I wrote about her uh, breasts being like uh, topography map, and then like the sun would rise, and then like reveal the and but it was all like. Things about, oh, it's just a mess. <laughs> Alzheimer's can't come fast enough, so this leaves my mind. 
Uh, I wrote I wrote so many. I bet you there's 120 poems about her vagina and trying to be flowery, but none of them are. Oh, oh. God damn it. <laughs> Brian Adams, girl. Look, a girl that'll blow you in a parking lot over a Choco Taco gets to you when hey, you're young. I understand. Yeah. It changes the way your brain and heart work when you're, you know, in your early 20s. And this is Choco Taco Girl. Forget about it. There was one also called Three. I remember Three because there was a night that (laughs) if I can get these three in a certain location, I could do other stuff to that location. Ah! Wow! So it was. How did you make that three. all flowery sounding? <laughs> I did, and I'm sure it's terrible. Well, I'm resting in your warm garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. There are possible references to car parks. I don't know. Three. I remember it called three. I can remember because I wouldn't just write the title. D'Artagnan. I wouldn't just write the title. I would make like block letters and color them in. So it took me time when I would title them. Three. Porthos. Yeah, it was bad. It's like the beginning of Star Wars when the, the oh, words come at yeah, the screen and everything. Yeah, just come flying up. Yeah, this thing is, God damn it, if anybody found that. I would hang myself, I'm pretty sure. No way. Publish it. Oh, no. Sell millions. I think if that book returned and somebody looked at me and goes, I read every word. Be like, just because of you, I know there's 7 billion people on the planet, you, sir, are responsible for my suicide because I can't let anybody else know the words that are in there. That's a movie. So bad. John and 100 Years are going to become a critically acclaimed poet <laughs> yeah, when these poems are recovered. <laughs> they find him in a Gilbert dumpster. <laughs> Three. I wonder what he meant by root of desire. <laughs> the root of desire. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. Anyway. Yeah, it was that was tainted. Yeah, what are you going to do? Hopefully, no babies come knocking on my door. And go, are you the author of Root of Desire? I believe you're my father. <laughs> All right, let's get a wake up song, shall we? A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.